generosity from the world towards those who are faithful followers of Jesus is increasing at a rapid rate. The world will tolerate the Christian so long as he toes its philosophical line. But to hold a biblical worldview, to openly speak the truth in love, to challenge the lies behind the LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter and critical race theory agenda is to invite an animosity on such a scale as to lose friends, employment and even home. Recently, I had the privilege of watching Paint the Wall Black, the story of Nini's Delhi, a powerful story of standing for the truth in Chicago when in 2020 and in the process losing almost everything. I want to encourage you to watch this. You can do so for free on YouTube. Again, it's called Paint the Wall Black, the story of Nini's Delhi. What is the Christian's response to all of this? Well, welcome to episode 153 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. My name's Dave Holt, and again, as always, so glad to have you with me today. Now, if you'd like to become a subscriber of this podcast, all you need to do is to click on the subscribe icon on your preferred podcast provider. Now, Reverend Spurgeon, how should the Christian feel about increasing animosity from the world? My dear friends, in the 17th chapter of Acts, we read of the world's animosity to believers. This was their testimony. These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. This is just an old version of an oft-repeated story. When disturbances arise in a state and rebellions and mutinies cause blood to be shed, it is still the custom to cry, the Christians have done this. In the days of Jesus, we know that it was laid to the charge of our blessed and divine master that he was a stirrer of sedition, whereas he himself had refused to be a king when his followers would have taken him by force to make him one, for he said, My kingdom is not of this world. Yet was he crucified under the false charges of sedition and blasphemy. The same thing occurred with the apostles. Wherever they went to preach the gospel, the Jews who opposed them sought to stir up the refuse of the city to put an end to their ministry. And then a great tumult was made by the Jews themselves, who had taken unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city in an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring him out to the people. Then the Jews laid the tumult and the uproar at the door of the apostles, saying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. This plan was followed all through the Roman Empire until Christianity became the state religion. There was never a calamity befell Rome, never a war arose, never a famine or a plague, but the vulgar multitude cried, The Christians to the lions! The Christians have done this! Nero himself imputed the burning of Rome, of which he himself doubtless was the incendiary, to the Christians. The believers in Jesus were slandered as if they were the common sewer, into which all the filth of sin was to be poured, whereas they were like Solomon's great bronze sea, which was full of the purest water, wherein even priests themselves might wash their robes. Can it be true that he whose gospel is love 
should be the fomenter of disturbance. Can it be fair for a moment to lay mutiny and rebellion at the door of the gospel, the very motto of which is, Peace on earth, good will towards men? Did not our Master say, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's? Did he not himself pay tribute, though he sent to the fish of the sea to get the shekel? And have not his followers at all times been a peaceful generation? We believe that what these Jews said of the apostles was just a downright willful lie. They knew better. The apostles were not the disturbers of states. It is true, they preached that which would disturb the sinful constitution of a kingdom and which would disturb the evil practices of false priests. But they never meant to set men in an uproar. They did come to set men at arms with sin. They did draw the sword against iniquity. But against men as men, against kings as kings, they had no battle. It is with iniquity and sin and wrong everywhere that they proclaimed an everlasting warfare. But still, brethren, there is many a true word spoken in jest, we say, and surely there is many a true word spoken in malice. They said the apostles turned the world upside down. They meant by that that they were disturbers of the peace. But they said a great true thing, for Christ's gospel does turn the world upside down. It was the wrong way upwards before, and now that the gospel is preached, and when it shall prevail, it will set the world right by turning it upside down. Well, I hope that was an encouragement to you, especially if you are one who is facing the animosity of the world due to your stand for the truth. Remember, through you, Christ is turning the world the right way up. And isn't it wonderful that one day, and may I say, one day soon, he shall come himself, at which time every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he, Jesus, is Lord to the glory of the Father. Well, that answer to the question, how should the Christian feel about increasing animosity from the world, was provided during a Sunday morning sermon preached on the 9th of May, 1858, titled, The World Turned Upside Down. Please feel free to contact me about this episode or any other. You can use my email address, which is dave at askspurgeon.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you.